Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring to you a woman who can help you in a very important part of your life. How about your relationships? How about your business? How about your health and fitness? Or what about your self-esteem? You know, if you've been listening to these conversations, you know I've been interviewing leading women since 2007. And these women have such important messages to convey to each and every one of you. And so, again, we brought together some of the best of the best, 19 of them, made a book. Leading women, 20 influential women, share their secrets to leadership, business, and life. You know, it's full of personal stories and guidance, and I want you to, I want to encourage you to get a copy for yourself or any woman who needs to boost her skills as far as just any part of her life, her leadership in any part of her life, in her business and in her community, and you can go to Barnes & Noble or Amazon and buy a copy. So today, I'm pleased to welcome two leading women who are helping to spread the message how to use nine power tools, which were developed by Gloria Phelps, one of my leading co-authors. Felicia Davis and Jacqueline Leibowitz are two of these leadership ambassadors who recently completed Gloria's training program and are now adapting Gloria's nine power tools into their work. This takes Gloria's mission for women to achieve parity by 2025 as the next step. You know, I, I feel so connected with Gloria's mission and her foundation, Take the Lead Women. We are partnering with the foundation, Women Connect for Good, to do exactly that. And we're doing that. We're going to have a training program, which will be held in Santa Barbara in April of 2016. You know, I'm very excited now to, to introduce Felicia and Jacqueline to help you find out how these leading women benefited from this experience. Both are high-powered, successful women. Now, Felicia Davis has extensive experience in career development. She's a former human resource executive with over 20 years of leadership experience with Kodak, NCR, Manpower, T-Mobile, and just, just to name a few. Now she is the CEO of Joyful Transformation, and she is an award-winning leadership consultant, speaker, and author of The Leadership Mastery Formula, Create an Authentic Brand That Gets You Noticed, Known, and Called Upon. Now, Felicia has been recognized as a quiet hero for her philanthropic endeavors and was recently honored as the Woman of Excellence by the National Council of Negro Women. Jacqueline is a former Chief of Staff and CAO of Girl Scouts of the United States. Jacqueline has focused on leadership development for girls and women for over 40 years. In her consulting practice, she, she nurtures leaderships in all levels. She has been a guest lecturer uh, and an organizational transformation for the graduate program in management at the new school in NYC and is currently serving as the, the board of directors of May Center for Learning. She is a certified mediator and has professional certification from Smith College, Harvard Business School, and Columbia University School of Management. Wow, we have some unbelievable women with us today. And they also are leadership ambassadors supporting women to use their power with these nine power tools in all aspects of their lives. So I've got two amazing, smart, amazing women with me this morning, Felicia Davis and Jacqueline Leibowitz. And I want to welcome you to Conversation with Smart, Amazing Women. Well, thank you. 
I think what's important is we want to, first of all, talk about Take the Lead, why it was founded, and, and what is the purpose of Take the Lead, and then, of course, talk about this leadership training that's going on all across the country right now. And you, of course, being leadership ambassadors, know more about it than anybody. So, so uh, I'll let you all take the lead on who wants to talk about that. Take the Lead started because Gloria felt who who I think everyone knows or should, recognized as a, an activist for four decades for women, recognized that in the 20th century, we worked so hard to open the doors for women and change the laws, and we got that done. But the real challenge is to get women to walk through those doors. And so the focus of Take the Lead is actually gender parity in the workplace, in leadership positions, by 2025. And so if you were to wonder what our specific goal is, it is really focused on getting more women in leadership roles so that we can walk through that door. Well, you know, the last statistics that I saw said that we're about 75th in the world. And that's, that's really discouraging because there's so many other countries that have had women in strong leadership positions, Margaret Thatcher, Indira Gandhi. But when we start to talk about the United States, it's, it's really kind of appalling to think that, you know, our women leadership has been so, so lax when we're supposed to be one of the greatest countries in the world. You know, this just, it really boggles my mind. Absolutely. Felicia, jump jump over me here. If, um, but one of the key things, I think, around exactly what you just said, Nancy, is just getting women to take action in their own lives for themselves. Yeah. We are so accustomed to taking action for others. Yeah. And this is something we need to do for ourselves. I'll just tell you a short story, but uh, this happened just a few days ago. I was having lunch with a friend, and we were talking about women's leadership. I mean, I can't, I can't avoid it. She's a, she's been a financial advisor. She started out EF Hutton. She's got all of her certifications in financial advisement. Even today, you know, we were talking about the fact that it's still so tough for women in the business world. Here we are, 2016, and here's a woman who's lived through it because she's worked. At, you know, she was one of the few women. In, as a financial advisor in a top, you know, financial company like E.F. Hutton, and we're still talking about this stuff. We we should be talking about who's running and who's doing what instead of saying we're we're still not quite there. And what is what is your theories? I mean, I, I like both of your theories as to why you think that's the case in the United States. Well, I think that it you know it's it's a lot of things. I think it has to do with with women not feeling um, confident enough in the power that they really have to really um, spark change. I think it has to do with women uh, comparing themselves to others, uh, you know, whether it's men or women comparing themselves. And then when they look at someone else, they feel like it's just too monumental for them to be able to do something. I think it has to do with, you know, I talk about this thing called the double bind dilemma where you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And so that's what women face a lot. And so it puts them in a position where they really can't find their voice inside of that position and they don't know what to do, so they remain stuck. Yeah, absolutely. Women Connect for Good, which is the foundation that I founded and developed, is basically the mission is to women supporting women. And this has been one of my theories for many, many years is that it's not necessarily men that are getting in our way so much as sometimes women get in our own way and that supporting one another is going to be a key to really 
to really getting more and more women. Like like you said, I think the important thing is that they that we do have confidence, but that we also feel like we have support. I, I think unfortunately women feel oftentimes feel like they have to have permission to do the things that they do. But again, Absolutely. if we had a if we had a supportive, uh, warm network of women that are constantly saying, "Hey, you can do this," you know, it's just looking at even our political race right now. Uh, you know, we we need to have women who are saying, "Okay, you can get out there. You you can do this," and you know, we're going to support you. And and I think that to me continues to be a key is that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, and and that if we supported one another in, in a more full capacity to truly be leaders and to support that leader once she takes that position, uh, I think we'd be much more successful in all areas, whether it be business or our communities or whatever our job might be, even in our, in, even in our own philanthropic endeavors, I think we'd have much better success. Anyway, we, we, we know these things. We understand these things. And so w- what we want to do is, is we want to do something about that. So now each one of you are called leadership ambassadors and have been uh, have taken the leadership training and, and uh, take the lead, of course, as you, as you say, and what, what our goal is, and Women Connect for Good, of course, is partnering with Take the Lead, is to have leadership parity by the year 2025. Heaven forbid that we could, uh, I'd like to see us do it a lot sooner than that. But I'd like to ask you personally, each one of your reasons why you're doing what you're doing. You both have leadership background training of your own, but again, your passion, your purpose, and your drive to do what you're doing. So let me start with you, Felicia. Let's, let me just hear your story as to what brought you to the to the table, to take a seat at the table, and I think that's what we want to say, is women need to find a seat at the table. They need to take the podium. They need to hear their voices. But what brought you to to where you are today in this whole process? Yeah, you know, it's an amazing experience. You know, the reason why I'm so fired up and, and committed to this work for women is because I know what it feels like to be treated like a commodity. I worked in HR for 23 years, and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, when I was trying to make my way up the range and find my voice, I was often not given the respect that I deserved, not given the acknowledgement that I, that I deserved. But at the end of the day, I had to look in the mirror and say, Felicia, there's some things that you're not doing to really own this part of your life. Mm-hmm. And so... I know what it feels like to be treated like a commodity, but then I also know what it feels like to get on the other side of that and how beautiful it is. And so I'm really committed to this work because I know that it's a game changer for women. You know, it allows them to get the respect, the recognition, and the money that they deserve for the work that they do. And so that's why I'm so committed to it. And so when... um, when Take the Lead opportunity came to Phoenix when they launched, I was so excited about it that I said, I not only want to go to this event, I want to be a part of this event in whatever way I can. And yeah. so I raised my hand immediately to be a volunteer. And that's how I came to know Gloria. We, you know, we met one another and we kind of had a business crush on one another. And um, mm-hmm. and And so when she announced this opportunity to be a leadership ambassador, I didn't even have to think twice about it because it's so deeply aligned with my own personal mission and values. I attended that uh, and helped sponsor that launch in Phoenix. And I, I, I'm telling you, 
uh, the live stream, what was the live streaming? Over a million women, or, but in that room were close to what, three, four thousand women, and it was just an yeah. amazing event. Cheryl Sandberg spoke, and of course, you know, she by far has been just such a great spokesperson for women that they do need, you know, we need women at the table. You know, we need women keeping their hands up, asking, you know, being recognized and using their voices. Just one of the most thrilling experiences when you get a, a group of women who are totally pumped up, totally in the, on the same, their kindred spirits, their kindred souls as far as, you know, this is what we want to happen. And we know there are other women out there. We find them every single day. But, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. I get that more than you understand. I mean, for me especially, I've been in uh, corporate America. I've worked for large systems. And it's really interesting how you, it, it, if anything, you're rewarded for disappearing rather than st- standing out, you know. and it's mm-hmm. <laughs> It's kind of a yeah. phenomena. The more you, the, the the you'll do better by keeping your mouth shut and going along and getting along. And uh, I'm not, I'm not very good at that. This is right up, uh, up my alley as well. Okay, well, Jacqueline, how about you? What brought you to this, uh, the table, and to take your seat and to use your voice? Well, first, let me say I didn't. I, I just want to thank you for being one of those sponsors of that event. I've only gotten to see it on YouTube and. I can only imagine what the power was like in that room. It, it had to be a stunning feeling of energy. I started my career as a volunteer in the Girl Scouts. Um, I was in my early 20s, and I just wanted to be a Girl Scout leader. And uh, from that, I wound up with a position in Girl Scouting and moved up a ladder in the Girl Scout organization um, ending my career with Girl Scouts of the USA, the national organization, as the chief of staff and CAO. It was an incredible experience. I was in an environment, you can imagine, that was female-centric and focused completely on the customer, the young girl whose leadership we were developing. Yeah. And so it was a dynamic and um, think tank-like environment with very, very smart women and men who cared deeply about developing leadership in girls and women. But the women, and some righteous men, were um, a byproduct. Their leadership development was a byproduct. And so when it was time for me to retire from Girl Scouting, I started thinking in advance of what my next chapter was going to be. Where would I go with all of the gifts that they had developed in me um, professionally? And what could I do with my really strong commitment and, and passion to develop leadership in women. And along came Gloria Phelps. And I love what you said, Felicia, about um, a business crush on, on Gloria because that's, you know, I absolutely felt the same way. I mean, we're not worthy. The way I looked at her is just, oh, my God, it's Gloria Phelps. And I heard what she was doing. And I just said, please, I need to be a part of this. I it is in absolute alignment with the things that I believe and wish to do and to help women look at not the Girl Scout model of helping girls develop, but how are we developing ourselves to meet our personal goals and careers yeah. and get past anything that stops us, not just a ceiling, but what we impose ourselves. And, and that kind of brings you to that thought about power and how women internalize what power means and how we use our own personal power and so on and so forth. And that's all part of Take the Lead. So that's why I came to this organization. It's just perfect for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I love uh, Gloria's whole take on power. You know, it's not the power of, it's the power to. And I think this is something women need to get more comfortable. Well, I, I use the term, women need to get used to being uncomfortable. And I mm. think that's something that's not true to nature for a lot of women. You know, we we want things in order. We want things predictable. And, and I think this is the thing that women need to get uncomfortable being comfortable in that role because we're really not going to get very far until we realize not everyone's going to like you, not everyone's going to agree with you, especially in a leadership role. And there's, you know, and again, I think that the whole aspect of the training is so important is because for years and years, many of us went around, uh, we were in the business world, we were in corporate America, we, we were in large systems working, but we were working, we were women trying to work as men. And I think mm-hmm. the most important thing that's happening now is that in the year 2016, you know, women get to be women. You know, we get to dress like women, we get to act like women, but we also have to learn to act like women as women leaders, not as uh, women acting as like men as leaders. I mean, I think this has been probably the greatest phenomenon is when we start to say, wait a minute, you you can go ahead and be feminine. I mean, our greatest skills are our communication, are our ability mm-hmm. to not only see the big picture, but to also see the fine details. And, of course, one of the best things that women do is is develop relationships. And I think what we're learning, especially when we start to really see women leaders, is that they become great leaders because they do have all those tools. But, again, right. it's, it, it is based on the confidence. It is based on the support. You know, I, I still remember someone said, well, we'd like to elect you to be president of the board uh, of directors. And I go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not the, I can't do that. You know, and I think back, and I was I was very young at the time, and I was I was honored. But, you know, really that was my first reaction was, oh, no, no, no. You, you know, you don't want me. Well, I've, you know, of course I've since changed my mind. And, of course, I'm very comfortable being in a room with with lots of women, very very few women, but but again, it, it, it's that first reaction. I think women do have. Oh no 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 no, I'm not a leader, you know. I mean, but you can right. be a leader in so many capacities and in so many ways that oftentimes you, when you help women to start to recognize the things that they're already leader in, then they start start to go, oh oh okay. And then then when you say to a, a woman, you can do this. You can you can take this job. You can. I think that the thing that is also interesting, men will take a job whether they have all the skills or not. A woman will mm-hmm. not take the job until she gets an MBA or a, you know or a doctorate in it before she believes that she's qualified to take the position. But as you right. both know, every job is on the job training. So I think it's just the things that women don't get that that will help them to, with this leadership training to understand. Wait a minute. You know, here's the things you've already got. You have, first of all, recognize your talents and your treasures and your abilities, and then, of course, have the confidence to take the lead. So, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I I just want to share just a quick story around that whole thing when you mentioned, you know, women as women, we sometimes often feel like we need permission instead of just doing things. I have a situation many years ago, a personal situation where that happened, where I kind of shared a great idea with an an HR colleague, and then I went to my boss to share it with my boss. And while I was waiting on my boss to give me the green light, my HR colleague had ran with it. And I was so upset, and it was a male, 
And I was so upset until I realized that it was my own fault because I was sitting there waiting for permission instead of just doing it. And so, yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's where a lot of women find themselves. Yeah, we're we're waiting for the green light instead of saying, wait a minute, I have the tools, I have the ability, let's just go for it here. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely uh, something that when women begin to recognize and open their eyes and become aware, it start, things start to change. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about the training because again, take the lead is developing these train the trainers and really helping women to take on these leadership skills and then teaching other women to do the same thing. So let's just talk a little bit about what that involves and, and what can a woman expect from this type of training? Well, the first thing I think that women can expect from this is that permission, is that green light. Only they yeah. give it to themselves. They become the green light. Right. I think um, one of the things that's so different about this work is that um, Gloria has developed power tools. And, again, I want to go back to something you said, Nancy, about the power two because that's what it is. It's the power to versus the power over. So in these power tools, nine power tools, women learn how to use them to help themselves. It's different from other seminars that a, that a person might go to where you sit in the room and you listen and you do some group work and you have good conversations and maybe you make an action plan and you go back and then you go back to your real life and you have nothing to do with what you did in that room somewhere that felt so good with a coffee break. Real life doesn't have that all the time. And we have a lot of responsibilities. The key to these power tools is that they become easily internalized and they become a focus of how we move forward. That, I think, is one of the critical differences because they are easier to put into place. It doesn't mean they're easy to do. You still have to give yourself permission, as Felicia said. You still have to become your own green light. But there's a lot of support in the room. And so a woman who finishes this will, in fact, have a plan and will have a fabulous circle of women like you're connecting 2.0, Nancy, Uh of people who will help her, who will be there saying, how can I help? And will support her working forward toward her personal goals. And they move right from the workplace into your home. There's no way to separate your understanding and your embracing of your personal power. We don't separate that. That's one of the beauties of being whole people is they become part of our lives. Absolutely, yeah. I I think that's the best part is that it really is, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes who you are. You know, this has always been interesting to me because, well, I started doing radio about eight years ago, and one of the things I would do, of course, would be I would ask a woman, you know, she was already established as an author and an expert in her, and had expertise in her field, whether it be health or business or whatever, and I'd say, well, how can I help you? And it's truly what we do here. We support and we encourage women and we try to, you know, help them any way we can to continue their mission or whatever they're trying to accomplish. And women would almost have, kind of take two steps back and go, you you mean you, you want to help me? I go, yeah, <laughs> that is exactly what I want to do. You know, we want to support you on the website. We want to find ways that we can get the word out about what you're doing. And that's when I really felt like we were on the right path when this kind of reaction became almost like, really, you want to help me? You know, and mm-hmm. yeah. 
and and then of course then this became a network of women truly supporting one another and i think there there is your value also is not only are you developing and, and encouraging these women to take this training but then it becomes a part of their lifestyle but also becomes a, a wonderful support system which I think more and more women need. We're not very good about asking for help. Women in general don't want to ask for help. We're, we've been taught to believe that somehow, somewhere along the line, we're supposed to be able to do it all and do it well and not complain about it, not say too much about it. And if, of course, if we're struggling, we don't want other women to know that. So right. this, is, this is a nurturing, uh, a very warm, supportive environment, which I think once women have that, they're absolutely thrilled. Absolutely. You so, made another point too, Nancy, that I, I just want to touch quickly because the difference in this work is that you join it where you are in your life. Yeah. It doesn't take mm. you to a starting line. Your starting line is where you are. Right. And and that and the power tools work so well with wherever you are. One of them, define your own terms first, I think is the second power tool. You're setting the terms of where you are and where you want to go. And that redefining of power is one of those first pieces of owning it for yourself. Yeah, Yeah, and, you know, I I love that because another one of the power tools is called Use What You've Got. And it was so amazing because when I did my my first workshop uh, of the power tools, there's an exercise that we did, and it was so amazing that, you know, there was all these other resources that they could use, whether it was jumping on their phone to get Google to look for something. They weren't doing it. I said, remember, number three, use what you've got. It's a powerful demonstration how something so simple we can take it and really make a, a really big difference. I know one of the things that they, that I talk about is, you know, how – Sometimes as women, we get overwhelmed by what seems like a like it's so big. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness, it's so big. <laughs> There's nothing I could do to impact change with that. But it's the little things that make the big change. And so that's what I love about these power tools because they're simple, but, but as Jacqueline says, you certainly have to do the work, but it's the simple things that you can do to really impact big change. Well, oftentimes when I'm talking to women, one of the things I use is the word remind. And I think the word remind really helps women to know that these are things that you have already. Reminding them of their talents, reminding of their abilities, reminding of the God-given talents that they they have. Anyone that has a family and becomes the CEO of a family, I mean, some of the things you have to orchestrate, but women don't understand that. You know, it's, it's like you have to keep reminding them, You've, you have these things. These things are there, reminding you of these powers that you came into this world with. Well, let's just talk about what's coming up next because I I think we all know this is a wonderful opportunity for women to really, really take hold of their lives in whatever capacity they want to be, whether it's in their home, their community, or in the greater world. But training that's coming up, in fact, I think we're going to have one here in Santa Barbara, Montecito, in April. But uh, what's coming up? uh, Is there anything coming up before then? Well, yeah, um, one of the wonderful opportunities that people have is to go to TakeTheLeadWomen.com. And I'm just going to say it one more time, TakeTheLeadWomen.com. And one of the things that uh, Gloria does, and I believe you have been um, one of the speakers, is a virtual happy hour. And Those are fun. It, yeah, it's, I mean, listening to them is just it's a, it's amazing to get to listen to astounding women 
tell their stories and speak about leadership. Um, and the next one is Wednesday, February 10. Uh, then there will be one in March. I know that this is um, our podcast is probably in March, so I don't know who the March person will be. But every month there is one. So check the website to find out who's speaking, when, and that they're free to join. And it's a wonderful way to make good connections, listen to great speakers, and and get inspired. And the website itself is full of great, great information. And, and of course, if, if women truly are interested in the training, there's all kinds of information, train the trainers and the training that's coming up. And as I said, we uh, are going to have one here in April, and so there will be information on the website about that. Well, any, any last words from either one of you, Jacqueline or Felicia, whatever, whatever. How about some words of wisdom from great women leaders such as yourself? <laughs> words of wisdom. <laughs> Well, I, my first thing is, is I think about uh, Madeleine Albright's quote that I think is one of those wonderful quotes about the special place in hell for women who don't help other women. <laughs> but I would say that the opportunity to be a leadership ambassador um, and at the upcoming um, Santa Barbara training is a rare and wonderful opportunity. Not only do we have the chance to reach more and more women by having additional ambassadors, but we help women know and embrace their own strength and their own power. And at the same time, as strengthening their lives, they're working toward gender parity and leadership positions, and, and that's just really important. Yeah, absolutely. We need balanced leadership in our world. Uh, on that note, Madeleine Albright's quote, uh, I was at a diversity conference in Orlando several months ago, and I'm, I'm, not, in, I'm not kidding you. Uh, of all, uh, there were three or four different keynote speakers, and I guess they hadn't heard each other, but each one of them said that same quote. <laughs> By the end of the conference, it was kind of the mantra, women that don't support other women, there's a special place in hell for them. You know, I loved it. But, yeah, I, I get that one for sure. Okay, uh, other words of wisdom. Yeah, uh, I, w- I would just say that, you know, we have a an amazing opportunity as women to really help shape uh, future leaders, you know, with the whole human capital and generational shift that's happening now, yeah. we have such an amazing opportunity to really shape how that plays out. And so my words, words of wisdom would be just really step up. I mean, don't don't get so caught up into the whole, you know, there's nothing I can do that can make a difference. Step up, raise your hand, and really, really, you know, understand that there's an opportunity for you to really have voice be heard, for you to be a part of impact and change, for you to be a part of what's happening right now. It's just it's such amazing, an amazing opportunity. Well, this is one I say often, too. The Dalai Lama has said that the women of the Western world will change the world for good. We have this opportunity, women in this country, because of the way we'll, we are becoming leaders and we are becoming uh, and using our tools, these power tools, especially you're talking about, is that we really are impacting leadership in, in, as far as all genders, as far as gender equality. Because, again, I think women leaders, uh, we have the, the most amazing ability to collaborate and to connect and to come out with positive uh, outcomes as far as everybody wins. And I think this is what we can continue to generate is, again, instead of are just these positive leadership skills that, that will really affect the world in general as far as really, really connecting at such a great, wonderful level. So, well, you two, Jacqueline, Felicia, I want to thank you so much for today. You know, this is an exciting time we're in. 
Uh, it's positive. We, we do have good news that we want to share out there, but we, we also want women to understand and wake up that we need to do this. Uh, this yeah. is something that, we, we, yeah, we can't be asleep anymore. We have to wake up the rest of the women. In fact, I said that to this, this friend of mine at lunch. I said, we just need to wake women up. You know, it's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's not a bed of roses out there. We need to wake up and we need to understand that we do have these powers. Uh, we've we've always had these power tools. We just need, need to recognize that we do have them, that we can use them. So, well, we're on it. We're on we're on a wonderful journey, and I'm glad to, to have uh, kindred sisters with me. So I know mm-hmm. we'll we'll see each other again soon. But I want to thank you again, and uh, and just thank keep you. up the great, and keep up the great and work. Thank you so much. It was a great conversation. Thank you. All right. Yes, have absolutely. A- Thanks, Nancy.